Welcome to the Mindfulness Meditation Podcast presented by the Rubin Museum of Art. We are a museum in Chelsea, New York City that connects visitors to the art and ideas of the Himalayas and serves as a space for reflection and personal transformation. I'm your host, Tashi Children. Every Thursday, we present a meditation session inspired by a different artwork from the Rubin Museum's collection and led by a prominent meditation teacher from the New York area. This podcast is a recording of our weekly in-person practice. In the description for each episode, you will find information about the theme for that week's session, including an image of the related artwork. Our Mindfulness Meditation Podcast is presented in partnership with Sharon Salzberg and teachers from the New York Inside Meditation Center, the Interdependence Project, and Parabola Magazine, and supported by the Frederick P. Lenz Foundation for American Buddhism. And now, please enjoy your practice. Hello, everybody. Tashi Dele, good afternoon. This is exciting. So welcome. Welcome to the return of Mindfulness Meditation with Rubin Museum of Art. I am Tashi Chodron, uh, Himalayan Programs and Communities Ambassador. I'm so happy to be your host today. It's a very, very special afternoon and uh, so wonderful to see so many familiar faces and many new faces. I'm kind of curious to know how many of you are members, if you may raise your hand. Okay, and so obviously the rest are not members. Many are not members. Well, as a member, you will get to come to Museum Unlimited Time all year round. And to all the meditation, it is free to the mindfulness meditation sessions. So we are a museum of Himalayan art and ideas in New York City, and we are so glad to have all of you join us for our weekly program where we combine art and meditation. Inspired from our collection, we will take a look at work of art from our collection. We will hear a brief talk from our teacher, and we are so fortunate to have our teacher, Jamgyun Pakcho Rinpoche, uh, back to the Rubin Museum. Rinpoche is on his book tour, and we are very, very fortunate to have Rinpoche. So then we will have hear a brief talk from our teacher, about 15 to 20 minutes for the meditation guided by Rinpoche. And now let's um, look at the art connection for today. We're continuing on the theme of unity, and the art that Rinpoche handpicked is this Guya Samaja, or in Tibetan it's known as Sawa Dupa Yabyum Guya Samaja uh, with concert. So this is from Tibet. It's a 15th century gilt copper alloy with inlaid semi-precious stones. It's about 11 and a half to nine and a half inches. Beautiful sculpture. And this is up on the gallery in the second floor. Uh, Guya Samaja is one of the main tantric deity, Yidam, meditational deity of esoteric practice, a manifestation of Buddha Akshobhya, the unshakable one. One of the Buddhas of the five families, the Buddha of the Vajra family, in fact, associated with the east direction, and it's usually depicted blue in color. So if you were to look at a tanka, you would see a blue in color. According to the Blue Annals, it is first taught by Buddha Shakyamuni to King Indrabodhi of Odiyana. Now we'll have a closer look at the sculpture. As you see, the Yabyum in union, each deity has three heads and six arms. Their crossed hands are holding a vajra and bell. Again, in the colors, the main face would be dark blue in color and the right in white and the left in red. And you see the beautiful ritual emblems that the deities are holding. 
the Vajra and the bell, and then the wheel and lotus, and on the left side, uh, second hand is holding the sword. So all of these are aids to reach the goal, which is the awakening or enlightenment and the union of wisdom and compassion to reach the awakening and sitting on a lotus throne, which symbolizes awakening. And so um, we normally have a living tradition component where these deities are statues and tankas that are hundreds of years old. Even to this day, it is being revered and prayed to. But today, our living tradition is Rinpoche himself is the living tradition. So Rinpoche is here for the book tour. The book is Awakening Dignity, a guide to living a life of deep fulfillment. And I'd like to introduce Rinpoche now. Jabjab Pakchuk Rinpoche is a popular and beloved spiritual teacher who oversees humanitarian projects that includes running a free clinic offering education to monastics and providing emergency relief for victims of natural disaster. Born in 1981 in Kathmandu, Nepal, Rinpoche was recognized soon after birth at the early age of one as the seventh Pakcho Rinpoche, the reincarnation of a great meditation master. He completed traditional Tibetan Buddhist education at the age of 23, completing the Shedra, which is equal to PhD, and has taught Buddhist philosophy, theory, and practice in centers and universities worldwide. Thank you so much, Rinpoche, for your generosity. Thank you. Please help me in welcoming Rinpoche. Welcome all my old friends, and I'd like to welcome the members of... Uh, museum and uh, all of you. Very nice to see you here. Today my topic is the beautiful uh, statue and of course this month theme is a unity and uh, and I like to talk a little bit about what does mean um, Guya Samajya than the name Guya actually means uh, a secret, means all of our nature, uh, for example, your own nature of your body, nature of your mind, nature of your speech, meaning every living being, no matter how good you are, no matter how bad you are, doesn't matter. When you have a body and movement, speech, breathing, or mind, emotional, intelligence, that living being's nature, the essence of that is actually inherently pure, uncorrupted by our negative actions, uncorrupted by external, internal, uh, you know, negativities. So it's completely pure. And that nature um, is actually, when you do something good, you know, like a mindfulness meditation every day, that inherently quality does not increase. When you do really bad, say you don't do meditation every day and you shout at people, that nature does not decrease. It's inherently present, uncorrupted, and uncreated. That's why we call guya, meaning secret. Why? You have it 
but you don't know it. For imagine that you're living a really old house, you know, made from 300 years ago, you know, passed by your family members, and 300 years ago your great 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 grandma, you know, thought about many generations after they need some money needed, so she kept whole treasure treasure of golds when in hidden in the house for your kids. Right? And the who are living there, they're going through trouble, but they know they don't know they're living on the treasure. That is called guya, secret. You have the treasure within you, you have the nature is pure within you, but you don't know it. That is called secret. Right? Now other part of the name is the actually called uh, inclusive. Kuya samajya, sangwa dupa. Sangwa means secret, dupa means inclusive, meaning everything within. Now, how to depict, depict inclusive? Imagine in art, when you want to paint something, right, you say it's inclusive. Now, inclusive what? Right? This is how you're going to ask. Mindfulness, hmm? mindfulness, the quality of mindfulness, many of in Western culture, you need to achieve mindfulness through meditation. Isn't it? Yes or no? Yes. In esoteric Vajrayana Tantric view, you don't achieve mindfulness quality through meditation. You need to recognize the quality of mindfulness within you. Do you understand now the difference? Means you don't need empowered. You already within, you are Empower, or you are the empowerment. Just need to reconnect it. That is called inherently meaning inclusive. Now, how to depict the inclusiveness is you see, it's a such a beautiful way of depicting inclusiveness. For example, you can see one flower, you know, you can see that side of the upper part, you see the jewel, the fiery. This is all actually called jewel. Right? Jewel meaning like when you wear diamond, you know, nowadays diamond is forever love. <laughs> so this showing quality, what quality they depicting? The quality of dignity, confidence, um, calmness, okay? Uh, the quality of, pres- you know, when you, you have aura, you go out, you have this very presence aura. You meet somebody, you feel you like the person, and sometimes you meet the person, you feel a little bit sketchy, right? With, you know, human beings like that, you know? So that this shows that inherently we have a fully inclusive quality within in. We not to achieve the quality, but we are within is fully quality. To depict that, the someone Dupa is holding, the male holding jewel in the, down there, the female holding the jewel up there. Then they both are holding, you can see the flower. The here on top, the left, and the man holding the flower. What does shows the flower? The flower representing kindness, compassion, a feeling of inclusive to all the beings. Not just focus on yourself, but sharing with all beings is a representing lotus flower. It's actually means compassion. So now you think compassion helps you to transform something, something. Compassion, right? 
But always we think like this, compassion, quality to achieve something. That is, all of us, we think like that. We need to meditate, I need to be more compassionate. But we never think that compassion is inherently a nature, is a presence within you. That's why the esoteric um, Vajrayana Tantra says the moral compass, the ethics, moral ethics compass, you know compass? To see the right or wrong is not the mind only. It's actually the nature is the real base of the compass. And you see the compass, you have this arrow, you know, have some magnet and the arrow and moving around where is the east and the south, that type of arrow is your intention, your mind. Your mind is that arrow, but the arrow stays on the compass. The compass itself is actually the inherently presence, compassion, inherently presence, dignity, inherently presence, the, the knowledge, the understanding, the wisdom is inherent. So that's why... I did not create it, your nature or my nature. Your parents did not create it. There was no one created. Buddha did not create it. He actually said it very clearly. He, Buddha said, I do not create your inherent nature because it's a nature. When it's a created, it's not nature. Means you did not receive the nature, then it means you're not going to lose it, the nature of the dignity. You understand? Am I, are you with me? It's a, such a powerful, you can say powerful mantra. Every morning you wake up, you repeat to yourself at least 20 times, 21 times. Inherently, nature is pure. It sounds very funny, very bad. But actually, better than saying, I'm very bad. I'm not worth to anything. I, you know what I'm saying? That is, sounds more worse than sounds better than saying inherently. You don't need to say, I'm better. That is ego. My nature is pure. Because we need to work with ego to reduce our ego, increases our dignity, reduce judgment, increases noticing, reduce anger, increases compassion, is the, what we practice for. So just coming the mind, have fresh awareness, is increasing, need to increase. Com confused mind who are distracted all the time need to be reduced. That's why you need to practice mindfulness. Right? But you say, I need to do this again? The answer is no. You are inherent. So now, you see this beautiful, you see this husband and wife union. Now you all picture like this. Oh, it's making love. That is what actually comes. Now tell me, what is the most easiest to understand unity? To you, when the artists need to draw something about a unity, a feeling of oneness, what is the best of oneness example in the humankind is the husband and wife. When they're completely fully in a trust, love, you know, comfortableness, when they're oneness in that, is the most important inseparable. That's why in English this says, that is my half. Do you understand the expression? This is my half. And this is, oh, this is my half, right? Now we have one problem to clarify. The problem is that when you hear a unity, you look at this, you can see, you can have a photo, husband and wife holding a hand, isn't it? Why need to be the, the, the female, the leg is crossing, and the hand is crossing, showing 100% you know, togetherness. 
Why not just holding a hand? Because unity means inseparable. Unity does not mean they have two kinds combining together. That is not unity. That is a shake, shake. You know, apple shake, um, cocktail, mocktail. <laughs> uh, 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 you understand? Uh, mashed potato. Oh, okay. So this is something potato and butter and the cream and you mix together and it, it becomes mashed potato. And this is mashed potato? No. So the unity means quality is inseparable. It's not separating. Now again, give you one picture. What they're holding? You can see the sword. You see the sword here? What does it mean holding a sword? Meaning sword is what is useful for sword. Cutting things. Right? Ripping off. Meaning opening up. The sword means what? Cutting your doubt. Cutting your own clinging. Who are completely into it. We believe ourselves more than our nature. That's why we struggle so much saying that I'm bad. But I can say your nature is good. No, I don't trust that nature is good. I'm really bad. You can hear your own voice how we are actually deluded into it. How we create the delusion. That is how the Goya Samaja, Tantric, Esoteric, to give you depicting of your own nature is inherently pure. Why they painted gold? One of the metal, you know, metal. I'm no scientist, but what I know, the silver, copper, you know, but the gold, when it's pure, is the most beautiful metal. Nothing you can see is completely clean, right? What they shows, your inherently nature is like a gold. It's just very valuable. It's very clean. How to show the most beautiful thing that your inherent nature, with artists. This is how they show. So you think this deity is a kind of uh, somebody's theory? In Buddhist idea, we don't say it's a theory. We don't say it's a belief. What we do say is, we say it's nature. When somebody look at the, you know, painted a forest, beautiful forest, natural forest, you know, uncorrupted, some, you know, uh, designer tried to cut down a tree or make some beautiful French uh, Versailles, uh, Versailles garden. It's beautiful, French, you know, Versailles garden is beautiful. It's a human made. You have different, it's a beauty is there, but you don't feel the nature. Where you feel the nature is untouched by a human being. You go there, you see that the tree is going to make sound, vibrations are there, animals are alive, everything is moving. It's the nature is more powerful. That's why in Tantric Buddhism says, inherently your nature is completely free by creation. It's inherently nature present. And that have the quality of cutting your doubt, has a quality of compassion, the quality of dignity is inherently there. And mindfulness actually inherently quality. That's why when you need to work out, imagining you already have a million dollars in your house, that you don't need to make it, how easy that is. You understand? You just need to invest it smartly. Now you don't have a million dollars, you need to work so hard, you need to work many, many years to make a million dollars, right? Similarly, thinking your inherently nature is pure. Now you meditate. Meditation is no need to work so hard. You just need to presently rest. Meditation comes easily. Now you say, inherently I'm a bad. 
Now you need to meditate means you really need to change 360 degree change. So that is the big differences of this. Now I just want to have, I don't have no much time, but I have two white three heads, right? Because when you need to understand the, the nature of the older phenomena, the Lord our Shakyamuni Buddha mentioned, you need to understand three things. The empty of your, yourself, ego, empty of ego is number one. Empty of all the phenomena, number two. And empty of the empty is number three. How are you going to depict as an artist? This three thing is actually one thing, but three important quality to go. How are you going to tell these people? It showed three heads. One person by your three heads. You understand? Three heads showing empty of ego, empty of phenomena, and empty of empty. So, ah. Oh. All right, but why need the female need three head too? Right? Why need female just have one head, one face? But you see again, female have in tantric Buddhism the female represent the most important part. That's why I found out sometimes in America, they look at a certain part of the Buddhist teaching and they say, "Oh, this Buddhist teachings, you know, suppress femaleism or something like that." I tell them. Yes, southern part, yes. Mahayana part, some part, they are equal, same. They don't care your man, your woman, your half, your gender fluid. They don't care at all. They care about mind and you have compassion or not. But when it comes to tantric Buddhism, female goes higher position. Female holds the key of recognition. You ever heard about that in Buddhism saying? Now how you are just looking one part of the Buddhism and judging whole Buddhism, they're saying you're suppression of female. I think it's really, really, um, sorry to say, I'm, excuse me, is ignorant. So that's why you can look at here, the three faces of the female, meaning empty of ego, empty of phenomena, phenomena empty of emptiness, you need recognition, the wisdom to recognize. So recognition of selflessness. The, the, the wisdom. Recognize of the, all the phenomena is emptiness, recognizing. Phenomena, recognizing of empty, emptiness of emptiness, meaning yourself not have holding, attachment. Three wisdom needed to realize the three, you know, the quality of the uh, emptiness. That's why the three female have three phase, telling the student, you need to have three wisdom to recognize. Now you're going to say, that means three wisdom separately? I would say no. First of all, all of us, we went to first class to 10, right? Then we went to what, 10 to something, something, 12, 13, 14, right? They have different names. I don't know that. I've never been to school, so I don't know. I don't went to this modern school. Then we go to college, right? University. You have three steps. So you go, we all went through three steps, right? So that means you have three mind? No. Person who is writing A, B, C, D, E, F, G, person, after 10 years ago, reading so fast, is the same person, it's a progression. The same person goes to university, oh, might become very famous scientist. The scientist, famous one, is the same person, progress from A, B, C, D, thinking when the person is six years old. Isn't it? 
is a progression, isn't it? Exactly. They give you three phase, it's not separate entity, is the progression of understanding. That's why have a fully inherent equality. You enlighten mean you can say enlightened, but in enlightened doesn't know what people say. How oh, does enlightened mean? Enlightened means uncorrupted, uncreated, nature, always presence. When you do good, does not increases. When you do bad, does not decreases. You not created, meaning nobody can steal from you or, or rob from you. And that is inherently dignity, inherently nature. And this Samadhuba statue is showing a unity of understanding and the emptiness itself as inseparable. But just empty and like this nowadays Western people say Rinpoche meditation mindfulness is blogging the thought I said really you can't block the thought I'm, I'm really amazed you know, I can't block my thought second they say Rinpoche is just blank your mind oh wow really blank your mind it makes it make you meditative state means every night when you go to deep sleep for two hours means you're a good meditator and does it really affect you your body is relaxed relaxed but your mind is emotional, actually the same. So why need it? This, this just blank your head is okay. No. What do you need? Meditation means you need to have the female three aspect of female. Recognition. The awareness. When you focus your meditation, you keep the awareness. In a very gentle awareness. You know, I remember my grandma. This is my last one. Now my time is up. My grandma, when she talks to talk to me, she's a very fierce woman, you know, very tough woman, I remember. But she never tough on me because I am the, the only grandchild, you know. So I'm the first grandchild. I'm the luckiest guy. So she always very gentle to me. She holds me. She says, my grandchild, and she gives name. You know, my first name, I'm a born into family who have so many rimboches, meaning so many spiritual masters. But you know, my name, who gave to me the first name, is my grandma, not the spiritual man who gave me the name. You understand? That much in our family has so much influence by the female. But you don't know this, and everybody reads some books and judging everybody, Buddhist, this female suppression. I sometimes feel my heart pumps goes to 160s because I say, please, you should know us a little bit. You know, one part of the Buddhism we love uh, to praise women, and women are most powerful. In our lineage, in family line, when you pray, not the men only names there, the female names equally there, and we chant every day. And my grandma is so fierce, so strong, but at the same time, she's so gentle to me. So I always remember her as a gentle woman looking at me and teaching me how to chant. And my first teacher who teach me chanting is my grandma, and I don't know how to read. And how, how, she, how I learn is like repeating. She says, Om, I say, Om. Namo, Namo, Bhagavati, Bhagavati, Aparamita. I, I repeat every day like that. So I learned the long mantra. Namo Bhagavati, Aparamita, Ayujana, Sumbinita, Tatarkadaya, Arahara, Samyaza, Buddhaya, Deyada, Punibune, Mahabuni, Aparamita, Aparamita, Vinyana, Sambarabati, Damsava, Sangare, Parishudaka, Sobabishita, Mani, Pariwara, Soha. That whole long mantra, that I, I need to breathe it two times. I learned this from my beautiful grandma. Right? So when I look at the statue, it shows its femaleness, recognition. It's the gentle, but it's very clear. And that is the mindfulness, quality of mindfulness. Unity is the most important part. And inherently, quality is the most important part 
of this, our Vajrayana Tantric Esoteric Buddhism. And that is the biggest difference from other uh, teachings of the Buddha because this gives you empowerment and reminding you don't need empower, you already inherently, you are the empowerment. And this is my unity talk today. <laughs> So we do, not finish yet, we need to do mindfulness meditation. So you can put your hand on your knee, like this. And you can close your eye, or you open your eye, you can choose yourself comfortably. And first you just be aware of your breath, I think everybody knows, then slowly. Then we just rest. Just be aware of your breath. Gentle awareness. Gentle, re-aware your breath. Breathe very normally. Very gentle, aware.
gentle with your breath. Gentle aware to your breath. Gentle aware of your breath.
Thank you. Thank you so much for that very awakening session, Rumbuche. That concludes this week's practice. To support the Rubin and this meditation series, we invite you to become a member at rubinmuseum.org membership. If you are looking for more inspiring content, please check out our other podcast, Awaken, which uses art to explore the dynamic paths to enlightenment and what it means to wake up. Season 2, hosted by Ravina Arora, is out now and explores to transformative power of emotions using a mandala as a guide. Available wherever you listen to podcasts. And to stay up to date with the Rubin Museum's virtual and in-person offerings, sign up for our monthly newsletter at rubinmuseum.org enews. I am Tashi Children. Thank you so much for listening. Have a mindful day.